Headphones on, so I can't really monitor too well. Oh boy! Welcome. A new podcast. Well, an old podcast. A new edition. This would be uh, episode 928 of the Dixon Janes podcast, hosted by yours truly, the Scarborough Dude. Uh, that would be Scarborough Dude. Thank you very much. I'll turn down 88.1. Um, sitting in cell, that's the name of the road trek, if you're a new listener. Uh, man, oh man, oh man. If you were listening in real time, no matter where you are, like in the States, across Canada, you would be experiencing extremely cold weather and, uh, like a, a nasty winter snowstorm. It is, uh, in my time, the time I'm recording this, it is, what, it is the December the 23rd, Friday, uh, about 3.30 in the afternoon, and it was promised Vancouver was hit with a bad weather uh, sooner than us. I mean, like, very uncharacteristic for Vancouver to get that much snow and uh, freezing temperatures. Uh, and now we've got it here. Um, but, of course, it's winter in Ontario. We're, we're supposed to be used to this kind of thing. But this one they promised was a doozy because of the high winds and the chance of freezing rain. And as I came out to the road track, I thought, well, I better warm up Sal. Uh, I've tried to get the generator running, but it's just too cold for it to start. And the reason is, if the power goes off, well, then I don't have plug-in power. But I could have power from the generator if I could get the generator running. But it's right now absolutely much too cold for that thing to turn over. I've tried several times. So I've got the propane furnace on, heating it up, the engine running, and, of course, the front heater's on. So I, I'm, I'm plenty toasty warm in here right now. But I could not. I had to force at the doors to uh, get them open because it just, you know, it's cold, it's snow, then it freezes, and uh, I had to try three doors and really, really put my weight into it to uh, finally get the driver's side door open. So anyway, here we are, and that's where we're beginning, and um, it was time to uh, start another podcast because I got a few things to share, not a whole lot, but I mean, right now... Uh, the most important thing is this weather. All the schools, they canceled them last night, said, no, no, no school today. Um, you know, when I woke up this morning, well, it was fine out there. But we knew it was just a matter of time. And next thing you know, we got two garbage bins that are blown into the road. And uh, now it's uh, snow and just... Uh, the car next to me, my wife's Mazda in the driveway, I'm looking out the window now, is completely iced over. It's going to be very, very tricky getting that thing, getting the doors open and getting that thing started. But fortunately, we don't have anywhere to go today. Uh, tomorrow's Christmas Eve. 
Uh, we've booked a table for our favorite uh, buffet, the uh, Dragon Pearl, in North York, for uh, Christmas Day, 5 o'clock. And I expect by then things may be okay. But uh, they're telling people, I mean, airports are completely... Uh, all of WestJet flights in Canada are cancelled. You know, not just postponed, but cancelled. And uh, pr- that's pretty well the story everywhere. So the, this is the time when people like to travel. And, of course, this is happening all over the States, too. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Well, I mean, because you will have lived through it. By the time you're listening to this, it'll all be over. And you'll be thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, that storm, I remember that. Because we, we're doing a bit of a time shift, right? But I, I felt it necessary to record in real time in the middle of this storm. Uh, and I just, I like getting into Sal, the road trek here. I got my slippers on, got a nice warm hat on, my winter coat, my feet up on the uh, on the uh, chair. It's, it's cozy. And then, of course, with this propane heater, it just heats up the whole thing. I was concerned. We, yeah, um, I had... I keep water in here. The water, yeah, it's frozen. It's turned to ice. I hope those things don't crack. Um, yeah, I took the beer and put it in the fridge. In the fridge, it'll stay warmer than it if, if it had been left on the uh, on the driver's seat. So that should be okay. Uh, anyway, uh, bam. Okay, let's be, let's be done with the weather. What do I have to share with you? Well, I've been binge-watching, and there's a part of me that's, you know, are you allowed to do this? Just sit and watch TV all day? And another voice, well, especially now with a storm like this, and being the Christmas holiday, why not? But there's always, always, always that feeling of, shouldn't I be doing something productive? You've heard me go on about that countless times on this show. The feeling that you're supposed to be doing something and it's as if watching a really great British TV series uh, is is not doing something. Well, that's ridiculous. It's just, you know, it's like... Re- I, I never feel that way when I'm reading a book. Uh, but I just, lately I haven't been reading. It's just so much easier watching these things. A lot of them are based on, on books. But by God, there's some good stuff. And, and I guess that's, that's all I want to share today. When we look at the world, so often, I mean, you, you know, if you watch TV news, you're just hearing about the shit, you know, that how could somebody like Trump, Donald Trump, have ever been the president of the United States and even have the nerve to think about taking another run at it? Like, how is that possible? How could Putin still be in charge and declaring war on, on Ukraine? And just destroying cities and apartments and water and electricity supplies and making people suffer through a cold winter. Like, why is this happening? So it's easy to go on about atrocities and, and, you know, teenagers shooting and stabbing each other here in Toronto. You know, all all the stuff. And then you watch... A good series. And you think, how many people were involved? Take our friend Doug, 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 Doug Slater, who is uh, formerly known as Slugor, who just recently put out a podcast. Thanks, Doug. Who's involved in the film business? You know, I talk about well the actors and the 
costume designers. Well, people like Doug who are designing sets and making it so the things look real. That's creativity. That's using imagination. That's using skills and talent. Thank you, Doug. But I'm just using that as an example of so many people who are involved one way or another in creative endeavors and giving us the kind of quality show. And you just have to look back at, you know, I mean, I love film noir. Uh, yeah, and it's it's perfect in it, just the way it is. You don't want to change anything about that. But television and, and the crap that we used to watch. You know, nothing wrong with Gunsmoke and some shows like that. They're for their day. But now, especially with these extended series, when you're watching, there might be four or six or eight episodes of a show. There's time for character development, and that's that's what I'm just crazy about. You watch a good series. I just finished watching The Watcher. Oh, by the way, I, I in the last podcast I said it was The Viewer... Uh, I corrected myself. It is The Watcher. Um, also, I said nobody's watched Scarborough, and I find out our good friend Gobo from Montreal uh, not only has watched it and read the book, but told us it's available on Crave. So if you have Crave, look for the film Scarborough, uh, and you'll uh, you'll be glad you watched it. Uh, if you if you if you want to understand what life is like in the big city, if you're not rolling in money. Um, now I'm on a new series. I, I should be listing them all. I, I said, okay, that's something I'm going to do, called The Stranger. And um, by golly, it's good. I can't wait to get back in. Right now my wife got home early, so she's on the sofa, I think, napping. So I'm not going to put it back on, but I, I can't wait to get back and watch episode, what is it, five or six that I'm already up to. Because they develop characters, it, they're not action-driven, and I guess that's what I want to get at. A lot of American pictures in general are, you know, they're action-driven. And you see the same actors all the time, the stars. And you can't buy them as being a real three-dimensional person. But when you watch these, generally speaking, British series, they take the time to develop the character, the quirks about them, the things that make them real, their expressions. And the acting is so good. It's so real, you completely get absorbed into the character, and, you, and you're buying the story, and, you, and you, you have feelings for them. I mean, you, you know, hate and anger and frustration and love and tenderness and a whole range of emotions brought about by that particular actor and that script writer and that director and, again, all the people involved. And this gives me so much hope. For mankind, I know I, I said the same damn thing almost every series, every podcast, but I just get to drive it home. I'm, I guess I'm driving it home to myself. There is hope when you see all the shit that's in the news and all the stuff goes on. Think how much progress we've made. You know, gay marriages. Just as an example, when I was in high school. 50 years ago, oh my god, you that's something you hid and you, you made fun of people who were, you know, different, odd, whatever, uh, and you certainly kept that, and especially if you're an adult, you had to keep that under wraps, and you suffered. And now people are openly celebrating their 
their love for one another. And, and this is prog- this is huge progress. And we have to spread it worldwide. I'm just using that as an example. Uh, and not weighing the whole world on whether or not two people of the same sex can get married. Yes, that's a positive, but it's an, a good example of things that were forbidden, taboo, verboten, not that long ago. That we now realize, hey, we're all unique and different and wonderful and creative and and we have to celebrate our differences so all right we'll leave it at that i guess this is maybe this is just a bit too repetitious and and i should drop it at that but i really want to make that point the trick to these really really good shows is on character development you're dealing with a real person there somebody you you care about as opposed to an action hero who gives a fuck and the number of shows that I'll, I'll turn on and realize i'm not engaged i'm i don't care what happens to this character and i stop watching you know it's not that every every show i'm watching is fantastic i'm picking the ones that speak to me that engage me, that 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 hold me, and yeah, the hell with the rest, hit and miss. You know, people do. Some people are more successful, and of course, we're all different. Somebody else just quite happy with their action pictures. No problem with that. All right, I think that's it. I was going to talk about uh, aquamation. This is a new way. Gosh, do I? Can I look it up now? A new way of uh, disposing of your body after you're dead. A-Q-U-A. Acclamation.ca. Yeah, okay. I've been here before. Uh, under $2,000 price. Did I, I don't know if I mentioned this time. What is it? Also known as hydrolysis, alkaline hydrolysis, biocremation, water cremation, green cremation, flameless cremation. All those things. Um, and the... This gets rid of your 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 body, but without um, burning it. Okay, it's an alternative to cremation and burial. So I'll just read what is aquam- aquamation because I, I'm really, really thinking. Yeah, I got to get this down on paper. This is the way I want to go. Or no, I, I don't want to die this way. I want my body dealt with after death. Gentle water flow, temperature, and alkalinity are used to break down organic matter. No direct emissions of greenhouse gases or mercury. No burning of fossil fuels. More remains recovered at the end of the process. Well, that's because it's just bone left, and then they pulverize that. And you get bigger than your usual urn full of ashes. You get a, a big container full of white powder. So uh, where is it approved? Well, it is approved in several states and uh, here in Ontario and Quebec. So this is good. Um, does the family receive an urn? What is acclimation? Is the, a method of final disposition that is available for both our human and pet loved ones. The scientific name for this water-based process is alkaline hydrolysis. It is the same process that occurs as part of nature's course when a body is laid to rest in the soil. A combination of gentle water flow. I don't know why they need gentle in there, but, you know, I guess, hey, that makes people feel better. Temperature and alkalinity are used to accelerate the breakdown of organic materials. Um, can the, can, is a casket required? No. How long does the process take? It takes a little longer. The process takes for, uh, 
six to eight hours or 14 to eight hours, depending on the operating temperature of the equipment. Um, and that depends how hot they water. At 300 degrees Fahrenheit, the water, it takes four to six hours. At 200 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, 18 to 20 as compared to a flame cremation, which usually takes one to three hours at, you know, 1,600 degrees Fahrenheit. What actually happens during the process is formed after viewing and visitation. Individual bodies respectfully placed in a stainless steel vessel. You still listening? Alkali is added to the process based on individual characteristics, weight, sex, embalming status, and the vessel fills with water. The solution is 95% water and 5% alkali, heated to 200 to 300 degrees Fahrenheit, and gently circulated for the entire length of the process. At the end of the process, all material is broken down to the smallest building blocks. There is no DNA or RNA remaining. The sterile process water is released for recycling, our bodies are 65% water to begin with, and the vessel performs a fresh water rinse for the equipment and the remains so that you're not being, you know, washed in somebody else's dirty water. <laughs> when the operator opens the door, only the inorganic bone material minerals remain. These minerals are processed into powder and returned to the family in an urn. Okay, so there you go. You can have a memorial service. Are the remains safe to handle? Yes, the ash remains are 100% safe to handle, uh, pathogen and disease-free. It's a sterilization process. What can be done with the remains? Absolutely anything can be done with the flame cremation ashes. Oh, that can be done with cremation, right? Dumping the water, spread on the sand. You can make uh, jewelry out of them, whatever, you know. Are there special considerations? What difference? What remains? Are the are the remains different from what comes from flame? Yes, we we just talked about that. We don't need. Will I need a larger urn? Yes. <laughs> uh, why do families choose acclimation? They are grateful to have a choice. Prefer a process that does not use fire or flame, and that sounds good to me. Um. They prefer, prefer receiving 20 to 30% more of their loved ones. I don't know about that. You know, come on, what's the difference? Um, what happens to the water? The water is returned to the ecosystem via the normal wastewater treatment facility. Just as all funeral homes in the United States and Canada and many parts of the world do during the embalming process. Uh, what happens to met- metallical implants? Uh, they are not destroyed in this process. The metals are clean, sterile, and look brand new after the process. Hey, maybe you can reuse that metal that's, you know, in your skull or whatever. All right. Uh, never mind that. How long has it been around? It's been 25 years, right? Okay. Um, and what is the science? Oh, we don't need to get it. So anyway, there you go. Acclimation, I've thought. That sounds like a good way to go. Oh, my God. We've used up 20 minutes. Um, and I still, I was going to, um, do something about the term, uh, coinkydink, but I don't have one yet. So, uh, we'll wait and see what happens in the next. This, this was, this as usual, this is the starting segment for the Dixon Janes podcast. And there'll be probably two more segments after this. Uh, so there you go. Scarborough Dude signing out from Sal. Bye for now.
And uh, happy Boxing Day. I don't think there's such a thing, but it's uh, it's a day after Christmas, so uh, we missed that one. It was a good Christmas. I, I uh, If you've listened to these podcasts, you know that I seem to get stressed up before Christmas. And I think it's largely due to the matter of gift-giving and, and just not getting the right gifts. And as usual, um, I, I failed in uh, in terms of getting something nice for my wife. But uh, I did get the flowers. I came out of the florists laughing, like delighted that I went in... And she went into a back room. First of all, I went to this florist. It's it's strictly for Indian uh, people. Or Tamil, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, apologize for my ignorance. But um, people of a different religion. And so you go in and the smell is just overpowering with the incense and, and all these things in gold and things that people would buy and oh, give. I don't know. Anyway. Open the door, and there's a wooden board across the door, and it says, you know, call this number. So it's not locked, but you can't get in. They put up a board. I mean, I could have pushed the board away and gotten in. It's crazy. So I called the number, and, yeah, what do you want? You know, and, well, I'm at the the door of the florist. Okay, I'll send somebody. And I thought, well, that's such a weird beginning. And I waited a bit. It was cold. This is winter. This This is Christmas Eve. And uh, then I see a woman walking up the, uh, this is in a little, one of these famous Scarborough strip malls, woman walking up with a cup of tea. And uh, she had just stepped out to get her tea and sort of moves the board out of the way and invites me in. <sighs> she said, a gift? I said, yeah, something for my wife. Okay. And she goes into a back room and they've already got prearranged, you know, flowers, two bundles, and shows me both of them, 25 bucks. Or either one. And, you know, they, they, this isn't something that they've gone in, they've picked out the rows, and they've assembled this thing, and they're all fresh and so on. No, these have been sitting there waiting for a customer. So, I don't know. Anyway, I got one and had other, chrysanthemums, you know, white chrysanthemums, red roses, and the little baby's breath stuff, you know. So it was, it was a nice enough looking one. The other one had more colors, but a little more questionable. The state of the actual roses themselves. These are these are not flowers at their best. Okay, I wouldn't give it a hundred percent rating in terms of the state of the health of those flowers. But uh, anyway, it just seems so easy just to oh okay all right yeah all right I'll take that one and hand her the cash. This is because I've gone to M M&M. and M. You know the errand was to go to M M&M, and M buy some frozen things for. Uh, for us to have, you know, it's sort of a tradition. Just stick these things, these ready-made oriental snacks and sausage rolls, which I love, that you can buy, and M&M and desserts and stuff. So I just cleverly, I thought, you know, I'll just sneak over to that little Indian florist that I know about. Anyway, I came home. There wasn't... And I just sort of handed her a bag with the frozen M&M food and a stack of roses. Anyway, (laughs) when I left the florist, I was delighted. I thought, wow, that was easy. And I was laughing, and I was genuinely happy. And I told myself, regardless of what happens on the receiving end, I'm happy. The plan was get some flowers for Christmas, and I did. Um, The... (laughs) 
<laughs> they're starting to wilt. They're they're uh, I, I, they won't see it uh, past tomorrow, I don't think. But anyway, it, it was okay. She fixed them up, put them in a vase, and they're in the living room. So I did that, and uh, and gave her a book, and that's about it. And of course, on the receiving end, I'm wearing now this wonderful little sweater, a pullover sweater with a little pouch in the front, and it looks like, you know, lambskin type of thing. It's very good quality, very cozy, warm. It's a light brown. I just love it. And and she just does it. Just, she just hands a bag. Things get wrapped. Here's a bag, and you open up. And there's this thing, and, and I just love it. It's beautiful. She can just do that. And the same, a bag for my son. And just wonderful clothing choices. She just knows. So she actually likes shopping, and I think it gives her some pleasure when she sees her man wearing the wonderful things she's bought. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of resigned, as she knows. I mean, I told her before, look, there's no point. Please just buy yourself something. I, there's, I, I, I mean, I'm telling you this. More than 30 years of marriage, I cannot find an appropriate gift. I think once in Quebec City, I found a little ceramic angel that was nice and was appreciated. I think it's now back in my bar. Things have a certain lifespan. Um, But anyway, uh, but it's okay. That's just the way it is. And so, you know, not, not stressing everything else. We went out for dinner, for our traditional dinner. I'd made the reservations at, at um, Dragon Pearl, North York, and it was wonderful. And to see my wife eating lobster tails and um, all the sushi and all these other special dishes and mushrooms and seafood and all of us just filling ourselves up, <coughs> the three of us, <coughs> sorry, it was wonderful. It was really, really delightful. So that was done. That's our Christmas tradition, and we all enjoyed it. It was just nice to be together for that. So in the end, it was it was like a happy Christmas. And then we came home, and much to my surprise, she says, let's open some uh, sparkling wine, which, of course, I had bought in advance for Christmas. And so the three of us finished off a nice bottle of Prosecco together, and uh, that was that was special. So, yeah, Christmas overall, very nice. Oh, also in that big bag for me, were a pair of very warm-type, thermal, soft, fuzzy, cozy socks. They were a special brand, and these were made for the the cottage. And she said, I got those for your feet because she knew my feet because of my, the neuropathy. My feet just get cold now. They don't have much feeling, uh, or the feeling is n- a numbness. And so at night I can feel sort of cold. And so bought these wonderful, wonderful warm socks. And then another pair of little booty slippers things for the for the cabin, which would be great for the road trek. Although I'm wearing the other slippers she got me another year right now. And the coat she bought me another Christmas. And, and the hats she bought me. Everything I'm wearing, basically, is a gift of this wonderful wife of mine. I did manage to get one very nice photo of her. I'll post that somewhere I have, and uh, maybe it'll go with this podcast, I don't know, Uh, a big smile as she's digging into her uh, crab legs. Okay, so, um, yeah, I guess that's it for Christmas, Uh, and it was good, it was good. 
I'm going to change the topic now, so completely different thing. You know, I've still been binging on Amazon Prime and Netflix. And on Prime, there was a show called Injustice. Injustice. Uh, I'd recommend it. Very, very good. Uh, last night, and then finishing off today, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, my gosh. Um, the gruesomeness of World War One, and I, I, I pay particular attention to World War One because it is what ruined my grandfather's life, who left Canada, emigrated to Canada in 1910, and then left to go back to the war, and uh, ended up coming back to Canada. I wouldn't say a broken man, uh, uh, but just with life just wasn't the same. Never really got restarted. He would have had, had he not gone off to that war, had a very comfortable life out on the West Coast on Vancouver Island. <sighs> so, um, and then after listening to uh, an episode of these movies that people like to make fun of, you know, with uh, Heavy D and uh, Jason and uh, what's his name, our good friend who's either in Guelph or in Florida, um, and hosted this time by Doc Pinko, a movie called A Carol for Another Christmas. And I listened to it enough to know, gee, you know, that movie does sound a little interesting. Even Peter Sellers had a role. Ben Gazzara, my God. I, I think I'll watch it. So I watched it today, and I really liked it. Uh, it. It very much had a feeling of the Twilight Zone all the way through. Like, I just couldn't stop feeling I'm watching the Twilight Zone. That, you know, the black and white and the starkness and the... the, the, the Henry Mancini, I guess, doing the music in the background, but it was it was stark and and disturbing, as it was meant to be. I, I thought it was excellent. I did I did quote a line from it. Tell me how you come about your selective morality, this ease with which you strip off your conscience like an overcoat, and let your satisfied belch drown out the hunger cries you hear around you. Ooh, wow, my gosh. Um, and this was, you know, a, an uptake on the the Scrooge movie, you know, A Christmas Carol, the uh, Dickens story. And, of course, Doc Pinko, with his political knowledge and uh, knowledge of war and so on, did an excellent job of, of driving home the points of the comparisons. And, uh, gee, what, a, what I thought was an absolutely great uptake on that story. So, anyway... That's uh, that takes you right up to date. Um, I think I'm going to uh, leave it there. I think this is just sort of a greeting. I'm in the road trek. Just came in to warm up Sal, and um, I've got a turkey in the oven for tonight. And I can see Nelko's already got out carrots and other vegetables, and uh, we will have a very nice dinner for sure. There'll be wine. So we'll continue the tradition. She's actually gone in to work, to, even though she had today off, to um, catch up on some paperwork. And last week she had a day off and she went in anyway to give a little extra help. She's just that. It's the Japanese-ness in her think of other people, consideration for others. So, uh, yeah. Tomorrow's our men's group. I'm looking forward to that gathering because it's always very good conversations about any number of topics. Um, I, my, uh, my other son gave me a very nice Apple gift card, which he has done before and which I quite like. 
because it means I can buy music guilt-free. And guess who I bought? Guess what I bought with um, Apple Music? Yes, another album by Prairie Oyster. And uh, I'm delighted about that. You'll probably hear a song in this podcast. I think I'll probably do one because I've got the digital version now. And then I went online to my favorite, uh, you know, uh, go-to place for discs and things, uh, Deja Vu Discs, based out of uh, Oshawa, but also a uh, place here at Kennedy Commons in Scarborough. And sure enough, they had another disc by Prairie Oyster that I haven't heard. And for whatever reason, I guess it's Boxing Week sale, it was a $1.99. $1.99 for another CD by Prairie Oyster. So I'm going to have five by the end of this. And I'll, I'll probably stop there. I mean, they didn't do much more than that. They went on to solo careers. Um, so I, I'm, I'm delighted. So I thank my son uh, for that. And for Deja Vu Disc, who will ship the one from Ottawa to their store and let me know when it arrives. Um, and also, oh yes, my other son from Vancouver sent a box, a huge box of things for everybody in the family. Like just, he is just incredibly, he is generous on the other end of the scale to the point, you know, against me being in this opposite end of the scale where I'm just not generous like that. And uh, he is, and he has my wife's excellent taste, so he knew what to get in there. He got me a Dixon James reader. <laughs> you know, these reprints of the old Dixon James books, which is just funny. And uh, another book about uh, the year 1967, uh, which was the year certainly I came alive. If you were a Canadian in 67 and of drinking age, wow. And, of course, I was uh, 19 in 1967 in Montreal where Expo was on the new subway and all the celebrations that went with Canada's 100th birthday, our centennial year. So perfect book for that. And amongst all the food he packaged up and sent... Uh, to my wife, he said, Dad, there's a couple of special bags in there of mushrooms I don't want your mom to have. Like, that would be a disaster. They're for you. And uh, he included, for me, you know, all of that, psychedelic mushrooms. Shrooms, as they're known. So, uh, yeah. I will wait for a special time. Stay tuned to the Dixon Jane's podcast, because you'll be hearing about it. I thought it best to wait until I can go camping again and do them camping. But uh, who knows? Nako will be in Japan in February. February is also the time of um, PodCamp Toronto. Things might come together. I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So um, that's it. That's your update. Oh, my God. 15 minutes. Sorry. Scarborough dude, I'm kind of feeling pretty damn happy about this Christmas overall. And we got our New Year's tradition, the big sushi night. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a nice little exchange with our good friend um, doing very well in Windsor, our friend Shane. And uh, all kinds of, you know, just success in his business. His wife's store, Bunch, is 
moving into a bigger store. He's got new tenants for the building that he owns in Ford City. And this is a guy, like I say, I knew him when he was flogging T-shirts at PAB conferences. And it's just neat from my age, being the older person, a little detached, but in a perfect observer position. And both Tom and Shane, I know some people don't like hearing these. Sorry, these names I keep bringing up. But to, to have a window on their lives, not even a window, actually a box office seat to watch their lives unfold. Of people younger than me whose lives are still changing, like my life, as you can tell from these podcasts, which would be boring to most people, uh, understandably, are just, you know, not no big things are happening here. Um, but... Younger people, younger than myself, their lives are still in change. They're still moving forward. And uh, that's exciting. And it's just absolutely wonderful having that perspective. So there you go. I guess that's all I wanted to say about that. Probably more than I wanted to say or you wanted to hear. But uh, that's the way it goes. So Scarborough Dude is going to sign off, going to get back in the house and uh, maybe find another Brit detective series. Bye for now. Oh, and hope you all had a, a joyous Christmas with loved ones and uh, best wishes for the new year. We'll get to that too. Bye for now. Here's a souvenir to see 
secret things I want to say to you, dear. Goodbye, true love. So long, sweetheart. Hello to a brand new star. Goodbye, true love. So long, sweetheart. Hello to a brand new star. Forgot the bell. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There we go. All right. Thank you. Um, you will have just heard a tune from uh, the uh, CD I downloaded from Apple iTunes by uh, Prairie Oyster, of course. Hope you liked it. And uh, if you don't, uh, yeah, I don't care. So what? I do. I, get, I just get on kicks for things, you know, that if you've listened to this over time, you realize, you know, it was Robert Mitchum, remember? That was it for a while. And it was, uh, what was, Love and Rockets, and, and just things catch me and I just get absorbed. And it's fun. It, it's it's my nature. I get really excited about certain things and go all into it. And then, you know, it sits. I don't need it. I don't turn against it. I just don't get that same rush anymore. Uh, I've pretty well seen, I, I made a database, I've pretty well seen all the uh, Robert Mitchum films anyway. Okay, so, where were we? Um, well, it's a new day. This is uh, December 27th, and I am at Bluffers Park. It's uh, about one in the afternoon, and I am just back from uh, Men's Group. We meet once a month, I've talked about this before. Um, oh, I know what I was trying to look up. I, I know this, I, I was trying to figure out, well, how do you talk about the average age? I mean, I've got somebody who's 90, I guess the youngest might be 60. So, you know, average at least, I always thought they're a little older than me, but let, let's say 75 average, between 75 and 80, I guess. Um, so these are, these are elderly people, um, but everybody is very different. We had 10 today and the idea is we got two hours to sit and we have a, um, the host is a trained facilitator and of course he'll, you know, make sure that everybody gets to speak. Uh, lately for quite a while there hasn't been a topic, but things are, you know, sort of you check in, well, how are you doing? Well, how was your Christmas? And, and then... Things emerge. Today, a lot of the talk is about as we age and our partners age, and of course, I'm a little bit the exception to that rule, um, you end up sort of being codependent in some ways and what it, what it means to be to grow old together. And I know if you're a younger listener, this just won't kick in yet. But as you get older, you know, things happen. The body starts to fail and people need help with this or with that. And and it sort of works both ways. And it's nice if you can both help each other. Um, but again, my situation is so different. Now, Uncle being so much younger than me, uh, a very young 60, and active like she's teaching exercise to seniors where she works. 
and doing all these things and, you know, encouraging them on to try this now. And, uh, so she keeps pretty active and, uh, you know, I'm the one slowing down. Uh, anyway, that's not on my list of things to talk about. Well, it was the men's group. It was, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, well, probably four episodes here four that I let loose sometimes in that. And and people expect it of me, and, and generally speaking, I found out today, welcome it. And while there can be a quiet discussion, everybody, I mean, half the people there have hearing aids, so people talk in very low voices um, and expect everybody to hear. And those with the hearing aids, I have no trouble at all, but people like myself who refuse to get hearing aids really have to focus, which is good because you're you're really paying attention. Your mind is not wandering off. You can't. You've really got whoever is speaking, you are listening and you're you're engaged. Well I I I let it out. And if I could have recorded today's outburst, which is what they are it would have made far more entertaining listening than anything you're getting from me now because it's it's just all out there. You know, I wasn't standing up, but I, I did say, look, I'm talking loudly because I got to talk this way. And all eyes were on me and it, it feels, you know, I, I said afterwards to a couple that I feel a little bit embarrassed, a little bit sheepish. But it's the only way I can truly express myself. And the nice thing about it is that's what they, they want from me and enjoy it. It's like I'm giving a, a, a performance. And it's, it's sincere. It's honest. It's not like I'm acting or faking something. This is how I feel about what's happening in Afghanistan with the rights taken away from women. And this is what I feel about the war in Ukraine and the... You know, tribalism in the in the in Africa and, and the mutilating and the uh, the horror that's around us and the overpopulation and things that I get emotionally, you know, wrapped up in, torn up about. Maybe I let it out, and God, it feels good while I'm doing it. And the thing is, I can do it. I'm not like searching for words. This is bam. I, it's a performance. It is a performance, and and I, you know, I, it's almost, I would say, applause worthy. Except that's not what we do, and and I don't, you know, I, 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 it's it's awkward me saying this because it does sound an awful lot like once again bragging, showing off, and all the things that I was taught not to do. But in this case, this is to this is to you know to bring up topics. In the end, what it was was I mean I did that vent and then circled back to really what I was asking about was how do you seek forgiveness for the things you've done wrong in your life? That was that was the point I wanted to get across. That I, I had talked a month or a couple of months ago about gratitude and how important it was to express the gratitude. But who do you give the gratitude? to? Who do you express it to? Who do you think? And my answer to that, as I've probably mentioned on this podcast, is is the layers upon layers of mankind before us who got us out of the caves and, and 
learned science and reason and rationality and got us to the point now where we have technology and, you know, can start to explore space. Uh, I'd rather we explored the deep ocean. But, um, you know, the layers of mankind and how we are in a better place now. And again, I gave the same speech I give here many times about the quality of television shows and the acting and the so on. You, you, you know the one. I've already given it even in this episode. How wonderful that makes me feel because it, it shows the best. So in other words, I talked about the worst, the brutality, the killing, the hatred, the cruelty that humans have to wake up to because we talked about the fourth turning. Google that if you're not sure. The fourth turning comes up quite often in these discussions. So talk about the horror of mankind and then the counterbalance, the creativity, the genius, the, the, the need to express, um, I guess, indirectly, it's love. Even though it might be a show about serial killers, it could be, yeah, it's not the glorification of, but, but the, the importance of storytelling, of sharing of connecting, of reaching each other. So that's where we went with that. And then I, as I say, circle back to, well, who do you go to for forgiveness, for the things you know you've done wrong in your life, the bad things you've done? And somebody piped up right away and he said, you move on, You, you accept your mistakes and you don't do them again. And I thank that gentleman. He was he was new to the group today, in fact, um, because that is the case. You you've learned, okay? Yeah, this is something that made me feel bad, and know that I will not do that again. Whatever that thing was, um, my only excuse will be very often. Well, alcohol doesn't always bring out the best in you, so let's just leave it at there. This is not. I'm not about to confess my sins. I'm just saying, is there is there a place you can go to ease the burden of carrying your sin? And I think the answer was, go back to yourself and own up to what you've done. And, you know, do your very best not to do it again. All right. I guess that's it. Gee, 10 minutes. I'm at Bluffers. I need to have a pee. Oh, there is a washroom here, but, uh, and I think this one's open, but, yeah, don't want to get out of the car and walk over there. It's kind of slippery. Or just go home. I think I'll just go home. Scarborough Dude, I'm going to sign out and I'll have, I got, I've got room for just a few more minutes uh, to end this off. Or, or should I just keep going? No, I think I'll ring the bell and come back to you with the last few minutes. Scarborough Dude signing out from Bluffers Park after men's group. I did stop by the LCBO and stocked up on bubbly because last night, boy, my wife said, let's open more bubbly, which is very rare for her and uh, very welcome to hear that. And uh, she was enjoying it. That's wonderful. With our uh, very wonderful Boxing Day turkey dinner. Scarborough Dude signing out. Bye for now.
I'm going to feed out Chilliwack. That is Chilliwack, the greatest hits. Boy, if you're only going to get one <laughs> CD bum Chilliwack, get the greatest hits. Uh, this was a band, uh, maybe some of you don't know, maybe the American listeners don't know, from uh, 1970 to 88, basically, but uh, through the late 70s, early 80s, uh, produced a number of hits here in Canada, and uh, they, I just love them. I just love them. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. I can't talk to them, talk about them, the way certain specialists, people like who put on shows like, uh, what do you call that show, um, In Your Ear Holes. So this is a bit of a commentary, and I'm going to preface it with, first of all, saying I am very impressed, amazed, in fact, at the knowledge uh, those people putting out that show generally have about music. Oliver Rockslide in particular, of course, because, oh my God, uh, he knows music. However, I'm going to put a little bit of a commentary here, um, just because sometimes people look for feedback and they say, oh, if you got any comments, well, here's my comments. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. What I don't get, and it's because I'm an old man, I grew up in the 60s. I need good vibes. I need to hear love. I need to hear the things that people really like and celebrate. And to put out a show about how much you hate and how awful somebody is, I just don't get it. Like, for example, there's, there's a podcast I listen to that does classical music. And they don't play a whole thing. They just take little pieces of the song and say, now, this part where he does this or the composer does this. And they just draw your attention to what is wonderful and beautiful and amazing and creative and unusual about parts of a song. And then, of course, you can go and listen to the whole piece, but with a better understanding of why it's still being played today. We're talking classical music here not rock, um, but sort of do the opposite on In Your Ear Holes, and I just, I don't get why people celebrate seeing how shitty somebody is. I just don't get it. Now, I was glad to hear there's a Hall of Fame at the end, and of course, uh, I agreed fully with uh, Jason, Tennessee Jake, saying, oh, David Bowie's Blue Jean. I love that song, too. It just grabs me every time I hear it. And, yeah, boy, Hall of Fame David Bowie, for sure. 
Ecstasy, Oliver's Choice, I don't even know their music. I couldn't tell you a single song. I know if I heard something, it's, oh yeah, oh yeah, I like that. Um, but I don't know, I'm ill-informed. Remember, you know, most of the 80s, I lived out of the country. So when you're talking 86, I'm in Japan. I'm, I'm, I'm not tuned into anything that's going on in film and music and so on. Uh, 86 was the year they were picking on. Um, Pink Floyd, of course, I knew right away that was going to be other Jason's uh, call, and I back him up on that, of course. Love them. But the idea, like uh, Hall of Shame, Paul Anka, well, I sort of my first reaction, well, who cares? I don't care, you know. Maybe, yeah, shitty song, you're having my baby. But my God, there are so many good songs out there. There are so many great things. And again, it's my thing about anybody who tries. I'm, I'm going to go back to Chilliwack. Here, here's another bit of a song, in case you don't know. Somebody might say, you know, maybe this is as bad as Paul Anka. that out again. Every song on this album I really like. This is my real driving album. If I got to drive to Ottawa, this is in the car. And uh, I will go through this uh, you know, over and over again. I just don't tire of those, their songs. But I guess part of it is like I'm, I'm a simpleton, you know? I just, little things make me happy. And I never go looking for what makes me feel shitty. I mean, things annoy me. I vent those. In fact, I had a call today from somebody who was at the men's group yesterday saying, Ken, are you okay? Yeah, why? Well, yesterday you really let off a lot of steam. I just want to make sure you're okay. Well, boy, I guess I really did vent. Uh, I said, no, that, that, that's healthy. That's what I do for my podcast is I vent. So I'm, I'm not venting. I'm not going to get all steamed up. I just want to express an opinion about the show. I mean, I still listened. Um, but... To focus on how bad something is, somebody—I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the music industry this creates, you know, horrible. It, it's a horrible industry, and there is a lot of crap music. There's no doubt about that. There's no arguing that. But I certainly wouldn't go out of my way to find out something that I, I hate the most. I go out of my way to find out what do I enjoy, what makes me happy, what's good, and I'll overlook, you know, things. I mean, you could say Dylan has put out some clunkers. Uh, and so yeah, those won't be your favorites. You won't listen to them so much. But I'm going to run down Bob Dylan? No, I don't think so. Creativity means just doing what you can and manufactured music. You know, that's industry. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And, 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 you know, that that's not real music. That's not real artistry. So, yeah, there are things to gripe about. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I guess I'm just saying... Uh, you know, I know why I'm never invited to be on shows. I, that part I get because I'm I'm probably too opinionated and maybe too simple uh, a person. But just oh god, I'm just gonna listen to this song. I'm gonna. This is the end of this podcast. Happy New Year, folks! Uh, you got one coming up, 
And I don't know if you make resolutions. I don't. But uh, you just try and be a better person. Try and be a better person in 2023 than you were in 2022. And whatever it takes, let's fade out with a little bit of a little more Chilliwack. I can hear Oliver saying, "Dag me with a spoon." It's a lovely love song. Come on! Well, 